If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Begin doing what you want to do now. We are not living in eternity. We have only this moment sparkling like a star in our hand and melting like a snowflake. That was said by English philosopher Francis Bacon. I read it while working on this episode of Bucket List Careers. Welcome back. I'm Crystal Laurie. That quote clearly speaks to today's theme of battling procrastination. And we're going to focus on that in a digital world. But of course, executing on that notion in pursuit of career change, start now, waste no more time, isn't always that simple. As so many of us experience, myself included. Some experts define procrastination as not just any delay, but an irrational one. That is when we voluntarily put off tasks, despite believing that we will be worse off for doing so. But my guest today, life and career coach Christine Meyer, has a different take that she shares with us in this episode that flies in the face of traditional theories and anti-procrastination strategies. I will say... Listening to her approach could lead to life-changing adjustments for me personally, and maybe for you. Let's listen. Christine, welcome back to the podcast. You know how much I love having you on the show. So thanks for making the time. Well, you're welcome. And you know how much I love being on your show. So thank you for having me again. (laughs) Because every time we wrap up an episode, I say to you, this went too fast. This went too fast. We have to have you back because you've pulled off a number of professional pivots successfully that your lens is so perfect for the theme of bucket list careers and your insights, of course. So we're going to have new viewers for this one. We're over 100 episodes and I had you a couple times now throughout the course of this show. Why don't you give those new people a synopsis of how you came to become a coach and the transitions and maybe some of the headspace moments for you that we can learn from? Just give us a synopsis. Uh, Synopsis is I never planned on being a life coach. I went into business. I had several businesses of my own and I was also working for other people. I was in the real estate industry, insurance industry, fencing I bumped into life coaching and I haven't looked back really, but some of the mindset along the way of those different career paths were just interest and curiosity and fascination truly with each one of those elements and career paths. And so the better it got, the better it got, the better it got. I didn't leave 
those career paths into and move into another one from a place of dissatisfaction. Mm. I found satisfaction where I was and then was just called and eager to do more and sort of stepped into the next and stepped into the next and stepped into the next, finding that every experience that had come before was extremely helpful and useful to the next that I moved into. So my career path has been very varied, but there's also often been the element underneath that it was always of helping people in some kind of way. That has been consistent throughout. Yeah. And now what you're doing is executive life coaching. I'm sure the topic that we're going to tackle today is one that you have discussed with your clients time and time again. And when I approached you about it, it's because it was top of mind for me because I myself have struggled with it and it's procrastination. All have dealt with it one time or another, but I think for pivoters or would-be people who want to be transitioning to a second act, a new chapter, there can be this starting friction for those who are entering a new realm that's totally unknown for various reasons. But you and I had also agreed to talk about the digital landscape and how that's either increasing procrastination tendencies for people or not in your estimation. So I want to start with the definition of procrastination, which I've read. Some experts define it as not just any delay, but an irrational one. That is when we voluntarily put off tasks despite believing that we will be worse off for doing so. So we know it's bad for us. That's what this definition says. When we procrastinate, we know that we're acting against our best interests. So let's start by asking you your interpretation. And do you agree with that definition? I don't agree with it at all. Okay. Do we though work against ourselves or is it in fact intuition that's telling us that things aren't quite lined up? The way I define procrastination, it's the thing you do when you're trying to push things into place. Hmm. Make yourself do something that you haven't taken the time to align yourself with. So that can mean you're opposing what you want to do, meaning I want to do this, but I've never done it. I want to do this, but I don't know what to do. I want to do this, but I've never, I'm not good at it. So you're telling yourself stories that might be true, but it's reason enough. It's kind of like you're going and you're trying to go in one direction in your car, but you've got the brakes on. So you can't move forward in that circumstance. You can't move forward when you're contradicting a desire and maybe it's negative stuff pushing you forward versus inspiration calling you forward. Mm. It's the opposite of inspiration. It's I'm going to make myself do this even if I don't want to, even if I think I should. And the shame that comes around it is really the idea that I should be doing something that I don't want to do. I should be doing something that I'm not ready to do. Right. I should be doing something that someone else told me to do. And so it's an outside influence, really, more than an understanding of that energy alignment. It's the time to take a pause and say, interesting, I'm telling myself or I've told other people, whatever, that I'm going to do this thing or that I really want to do this thing. I want to move careers, want to complete my business plan or I want to whatever. I want my CEO day to be today, Mm -hmm. whatever your situation is, but I'm not doing it. Well, there's something standing in the way of you doing it. Either you really don't want to do it and you're telling yourself you should, or you really do want to do it. I'll take a simple example of I want to work out. I want to work out. I'm going to take it completely out of the business realm so that you're not adding your own resistance into it if you're in business. Okay. So I want to work out. I've heard it's really good for me. So, and I I want to get in shape and I maybe want to lose weight or I want to get strong or whatever your 
desires are around that, but I don't. So I'm asking you then why not? I keep procrastinating. I'm not doing it. Okay. Well, why not? Well, so we dig a little deeper and we find out that you don't really like to work out. You don't really like to get up in the morning. You don't really uh, early in the morning to work out. And that's the only time you have. So as we keep sort of asking questions, we find out that it's, you're telling yourself to do something that you don't really want to do. So why, why would you do it? I think in that case, you're not talking about something that is a big sea change for yourself professionally. But what about just that feeling of, I know I need to advance myself, but I'm getting pulled into, let's say, the digital distraction world, right? Where you're sitting down to your laptop, and so many of us are working from home, at least in a hybrid model. You're sitting down, you know you have, let's just say, an article to write, a blog. Let's just use that as an example. Yeah. And it's on a challenging topic. It requires X amount of research. Well, right there. But you're getting caught up. Okay. Right there. Go X ahead. amount of research. Do you like research? Why are you doing the article? Start to think about the why. The digital distractions are a convenient way to avoid doing something that you don't really want to do or that you don't feel like doing right now. They're so convenient. Right. So what you're suggesting is it's not about just so getting caught up in email and a link to an article or Twitter. Do you believe it's actually psychological and not about time management? Because I think a lot of us beat ourselves up saying, I'm just, I'm poorly managing my time. But is it deeper? And then how do we address that? I think it's both, right? I'm poorly managing my time. Number one, does that really feel good to say to yourself, I'm poorly managing my time? It's like you might as well bring your parent in or some imagined person who's going to beat you up and say, you suck right now. Totally. Again and again. So so number one, that's not helpful. Number two, if you want to get that thing done, then before you get to your desk to do the thing that you said you were going to do, take some time to to write or think or something, focus on it's going to be nice to get this done or how can I have the most enjoyment while I'm doing this? What could I, how could I make this more fun? Hmm. What else could I do? How can I have a cup of tea or coffee or water or whatever and Mm -hmm. just make this an an enjoyable time? Pre-pave, plan before you get to that moment because if you've been procrastinating about something and you now have a dialogue monologue going on around it, then guess what? You're probably going to continue procrastinating because you keep beating yourself up about it. There's no reason to feel shame about procrastination. Mm -hmm. It's an indicator to pay more attention. What am I saying to myself before I get there? What am I, how am I preparing myself? If you're preparing yourself to go on a vacation, you might get a little overwhelmed with the packing, but let's pretend you're not with that. There's another reason why you might procrastinate. Every time I pack, I get overwhelmed. Oh, I was going to ask about overwhelm. That is such a good point. And so overwhelmment and procrastination can go together. It's like, I just have so much to do and I don't know where to start. I'm just going to avoid it. Totally. Okay, we'll go back to overwhelm. But to your point about a deeper meaning and not just, oh, I blame my phone being right in my hand for the procrastination. It's deeper than that. It's also a habit. If I sit here with my phone and I'm going to do other things, it's a distraction. We're we're like little hummingbirds. We just, oh, bleep, bleep, something comes up and we're just so... I would tell my clients the same thing. If you don't want to eat something, if you're trying to avoid sugar, let's say, then don't bring sugar into the house. Like there there are some supportive behaviors 
and choices that will help you follow through. Sure. And so it's the same thing with procrastination. If you recognize, it's first recognize what's going on. Do I really want to do this or do I not want to do this? Well, yes, I do. Okay, then why? Well, because I think I should. Oh, okay. Sure. There's another flag. Because I think I should. Why do you think you should? Well, blah, 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 blah. There, there's all kinds of reasons. There are many layers to procrastination, but the energy isn't lined up in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean you must force yourself. In fact, if you want to procrastinate, I say procrastinate, show yourself that you can go do something else and feel good about it, and then bring yourself back to the table of the thing. Pushing through procrastination is just like telling yourself you need to do those things you don't want to do. And it's not at all about self-care. It's about ignoring how you feel. That is really interesting. Instead, pay attention to how you feel. So do you think we're up against greater odds because of the era we're living in, let's say, than 20 years ago? Because there was no phone in your hand. I constantly telling my kids, just put it in your room, walk away from it. <laughs> yeah, right. And I have to tell myself the yeah. same thing sometimes when I'm working. This is what I struggle with. It is near me because I feel that I need to be connected to my family if something goes wrong. But I do find that a text comes in and it pulls me out of my focus. So is it as easy as just unplugging and putting certain devices away? Or is it bigger than that? Well, I think like any new habit, picking up the phone constantly and checking it is a habit. And it's based in, I don't want to miss out, or I got to stay on top of things, or, sure. I mean, we could have many different conversations that would involve what they, where that's coming from. But if you find that you're distracted by it, then yes, put it in a different room, put it on silence, turn it off, find a way to form a new habit. It's a new habit. I'm talking with my daughter often about this as well. It's like, we want you to form positive habits around phone usage. If the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, and I'm not making anyone wrong for this, okay? So if the first thing you do in the morning is get up and look at your phone and it's not what you want to do, then you're going to have to create some distance with your phone or substitute a different behavior to form a new habit. A new habit is not formed in one day. You don't stop in one day. You're really deactivating years and years of usage. And it's in a way now it's conditioning. Yeah. We're somewhat conditioned to stay connected all the time to people. We are. And who's telling us that? Who's telling us that? Right. In the end, it's up to you. There's this pressure to stay on top of things and be the best that you can be and be the person and be the da, 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 all of these things. And it's like, well, who's telling you that? So much information is coming and we have to learn to moderate ourselves in that sense. We have to learn what works for us and what doesn't. And again, procrastination, if we bring that back into the conversation, yes. if you don't want to procrastinate, understand what it's about and give yourself some grace when you are. Identify how you're feeling. Why aren't I following through on that? Maybe I don't even want to do it. Maybe I do. But then what's in the way? So let's go to that scenario that you do want to achieve that goal. You have intention setting yeah, and you feel that you want to get this task done. You're not dreading it, but you're still experiencing procrastination. What are your strategies for that? Again, it's prepaid before you get there. You don't show up at the airport without a reservation. So I like to think of life in that way as mm. well. If I want to move forward on something that I haven't been moving forward on, I have to pay attention and say, what have I been telling myself about that? 
that I'll never get it done, that I'm a loser because I'm procrastinating. I, I'm ashamed because I haven't followed through on what right. I said I was going to do. Like what kind of things are, am I telling myself? Right. And then when I identify those, I see, well, that doesn't feel very good. That's not like a best friend talking to me. That's somebody beating me up for not following through. So I try to find thoughts and perspectives that feel better and or I say, well, what is it? What is my desire here? I'd like to accomplish fill in the blank. Great. What would feel good about having that accomplished? What do I like about imagining myself having that done? What are the benefits of accomplishing that? What would it feel like if I did? Like you just start asking yourself questions that lure you forward, not beat you up. Totally. Right. Nobody wants to be beat up about anything. It's just what you're saying to yourself in that moment that is so valuable in terms of avoiding this continued procrastination cycle. That's the biggest thing that's happening. Now, let's say you have a deadline, right? A, a deadline. I need to accomplish this by whatever. Maybe you have a boss or maybe you're self-employed. doesn't matter. Maybe you have employees waiting for you, whatever the case is. All right. Well, I have that timeline. How do I want to feel as I'm accomplishing that? What would I like to accomplish? And how do I want that to feel when it's at the end? Like you start asking yourself questions that inspire you instead of mm -hmm. kick yourself in the butt. Totally. Kicking yourself yeah. in the butt works for some people, but only for so long. After a while, you get tired of being kicked in the butt and telling yourself, darn it, you got to do this thing that you want to do, but you're not doing. It doesn't work for very long. And back to the overwhelm, which we were going to talk about in relation to this, do you also tell people that you work with on this to take it one step at a time? I mean, I find that that applies to so much when it comes to career change. The phrase baby steps is often thrown around, but it can definitely work in this case. Instead of the whole article needs to be done today, just get started. That's, that's really it. I mean, when you think of, of a long to-do list, no wonder you get overwhelmed because with that, you bring, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I need to do that. And to get that, that done, I need to. And then it, it's just, so what I tell my clients is, well, it doesn't all need to be done today, does it? And usually they say, no. All right. Well, what part of that do you feel like doing? What part of that feels most inspiring to do right now? Well, this part, great. Does it matter what sequence you're starting in? Not really. If it does, then all right, then can you find a way to do this? If you've told yourself you're going to do it and you don't do it, you've got to make that right because that's creating tension within you. Right. And that's the overwhelm and the tension. You see, that never feels good. And to proceed forward feeling like that, let me tell you, it's not going to work out all that great. You're going to have a really crappy time doing it because you told yourself you were going to do it. So you're making yourself do it. You feel right? You feel like you're pulling against yourself. And then maybe at the end when it's done, you'll say, oh, I'm so glad I did that. But did you have a good time doing it from that perspective? That is a very good point too, to look at the task in a nonlinear way. What can you achieve today? Yes. What do you want to start with? And I guess doing that would take your mind off the feelings that are blocking you and onto more of the achievable action sort of mindset. Right. And then you feel accomplished. And But can you feel accomplished even when that is still... When I was writing my book, I didn't write for days. I didn't write for months. There were big chunks of time that went by where I didn't write. And I noticed after a while, I would, I could hear my own monologue saying, I'm never going to get this book done. I need to write. I need to write. I'm never going to... And then I thought, wait a minute, that's affirming exactly what I don't want. Yes. So I started saying, well, what could I say? 
what other perspective could I adopt here that is actually genuinely true? Well, I don't have to write a thousand words every day to get a book done. It's getting done because my life experience is contributing to what I'm going to put into this book. I'll get it done. I'm excited about the next time that I'm going to write. I'm excited, even if it's a sentence, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for those inspired thoughts to come to me and through me so that I can write them down. I'm excited about having this book completed, but I also want to have a whole lot of fun along the way. Right. So whether I write today or tomorrow or the next day or however it gets done, I'm going to let go of how I need it to look and I'm just going to let it unfold. I still have the intention to have my book completed by uh, June 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I told myself I'm going to have my book done by the summer of 19. And I did. I did. But I didn't struggle my way through it. I didn't beat myself up. Right. I did for a little bit. Which is a creative block. Krista, you have to talk nicely to yourself. Can I just say that is such a difficult task for me to achieve for myself? Practice something different. I do see its value. Well, of course. And that alone is helpful. Knowing and seeing the value of something leaves you open to it. If you were saying to me, I see no value in talking nicely to myself, then you're closed. But just understanding that there is value there and that you might want to do that and also recognizing where you are. Mm -hmm. Talking nicely to myself is really hard for me to do. That's okay. It's not impossible. We can get you there. We can get you there. And that will work for business. If, exactly. Whether it's a book that you're writing, which can easily lead to overwhelm, or a second act, new career, starting a new business so easily can lead to overwhelm. Really, it's as simple as talking nicely to yourself to get past that starting friction that I mentioned earlier. A lot of people will want to discount that. Right. Especially in the business realm, because it doesn't sound concrete enough, but... <laughs> That's where it's got to start. Yeah. That's where it's got to start. I'm with you. Because who are you with most of the time? You take you with you wherever you go. And if you have a habit of talking not nicely to yourself and always sort of kicking yourself in the butt, the equivalent of that, then what kind of friend are you to yourself? And how are you going to create something amazing from that place? Exactly. That's mediocre. That's mediocre what you're going to create from there. And that's not meant as an insult. No, I, I'm with you, you do your best work when you're feeling the best. There's a direct correlation. It's amazing. How did we get 23 minutes already? This is blink of an eye stuff. It makes me reevaluate how long my podcast should be. Because <laughs> it was always going to be a snack-sized podcast between 18 and 25 minutes. And we always end up towards the end thinking well, we could do more with so this. Yeah, no, I love it though. I love it. You also speak in a way that is just very easy to digest. <laughs> Where should we send our listeners again to learn more about you? ChristineMeyerCoaching.com is my website and I'm on LinkedIn, ChristineMeyerCoaching.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Occasionally, Christine Meyer Coaching. Oh, and tell me about your book title again. Oh, Keep It Simple Smarty Pants. Yeah, go check out my book. Uh, Amazon, Keep It Simple Smarty Pants. First book in a series. So book number two and three and four have yet to come. Go check it out. Sounds good. All right, Christine, thanks again so much. We will have you back soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for being a part of my Bucket List Careers community. I do appreciate your support. We will have another episode for you with a brand new guest on Thursday. In the meantime, as always, be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.